0: I'm going to go ahead. And... So, yeah, introduce yourself Uh, and three things you're grateful for.
1: Oh, my name is Tara Morris. I'm the owner of the Love Offensive Hot Power Yoga in Providence. Um, I'm grateful for my able body. I'm grateful for my two wonderful dogs. And um, I'm grateful for all my incredible lifelong friendships.
0: Mm, okay, I, I want to dive more into that because I noticed in your bio... You've traveled quite a bit. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about how travel has affected like your friendships? Because you have those low maintenance friends who are cool. You cannot see a long time. You mm-hmm. have those friends that you go to other countries and meet. And so kind of talk to me how like travel has you know impacted your friendships.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I've traveled alone because I didn't want to um, have to like hitch my wagon to someone else's uh, comfort level I guess because I I didn't want to go to Europe I wanted to go to Africa and Asia I wanted to go to places that were so different culturally um than uh, than ours that they would that they would sort of um make me realize what it was to be human and so um in that quest I've been to 40 countries I think, uh, mostly by myself um and I I, I mean, I can tell you how it affected me and how I, you know, just my gratitude for fucking being born when and where I was is, is like 70% of my success, you know, the rest of the world is not, not all of the world, but there's many corners of the world that just, we just got so lucky by being born when and where we were. Um, But I guess, I, I guess maybe my travels and how they would affect my friendships would be um, I'm, I'm, I'm possibly more interesting that I've been all over the world and, um, you know, making friends all over the world. It, I've probably had more romances to be totally honest um, around the world. When you're a female traveling alone, traveling alone, it's, it's, it's much more of a romantic thing that you meet people, but, but not, not yeah. I, traveling hasn't affected my friendships at all. It's not like that. It's no. it's three weeks traveling here or two weeks here or six weeks here My, i still have the same friends i was born in marshfield massachusetts and uh i i still have the same friends from when i was a child you know i'm honest I, I, I'm, I'm honest i'm very reliable i'm very loyal um i do what i said i would do when i said i would do it and that's that's the fodder of good business and and good friendships i guess
0: no that's dope um, I want to dive more into the the solo travel because there's a lot of people who would like to travel, but maybe they're they're afraid to go by themselves. Maybe, you know, they try to, hey, let's go to this place. People back out of trips. So like if you had to give any word of advice to somebody who was looking to travel and what that could do for them, like what would you say? What would you give to them?
1: Yeah, the, if, if you're if you if, I, I wouldn't wait for to find a friend to, to travel. If you're ready to roll, um, the best thing you could do the way I did it the way I did it when I was 27, when I was starting out is I didn't want to do the Peace Corps, but I wanted to do something that immersive. So I, so I found a book literally titled alternatives to the Peace Corps. And in that book, it was a list of nonprofit organizations that had, that had like volunteer opportunities all over the world. And you could look like it, it it was it would be like water sanitation in Africa um building I built a community center in the in rural Tanzania. and w- the way it worked is I raised nine thousand dollars for this organization. and the way I did that was, I I used to be an indoor cycling instructor. Like, I you know, I did all sort of raffles and shit like that to get money. I raised $9,000, and then I was able to to live in Tanzania for three months when I was 27, and I lived with a family. And then part of this program was we learned Swahili every morning, and then all day long we helped these these Tanzanian guys – build like literally build bricks and then build the bricks of the of the community center and then teach people how to do little micro entrepreneurship with their wheelbarrow in with nothing and at old socks and how to make perfumes from trees and shit like that it was absolutely amazing so I was broke. I was young and I had no idea I wasn't going to travel alone my first time. So I hooked up with that volunteer program and that let me not be a tourist that let me like really into the community, which is what I wanted to do. And from that day, I just kept figuring out, like I raised another $10,000 and I rode my bike across Vietnam with an organization. So it was, It so, so my point in telling you these two stories is, is raise money and go with a real organization that does real good in the area of the world that you're interested in. And then you have your group set up, you have you have um, like-minded individuals, and you just got your trip paid for, essentially, because it's not lush, it's not like the four seasons, you're living with a family, but that's the best part about it. So, and then the other part, of course, is if you want something way, way smaller, yoga retreats are an awesome awesome way to or photography trips or i've led photography and yoga retreats all over the world with people that just had never even been out of the country so mm. j- just hooking up with groups like that and not waiting for you and your friend you know to go to costa rica or something if, if or <laughs> or maybe maybe i mean that sounds rad too you know but but there's other ways like volunteerism
0: right um You mentioned cycling, you've mentioned yoga, photography. So how did you, I want to start off with yoga because that's obviously how we met. I came to, for those who don't know, I came to one of her classes. I've been doing yoga for, I would say six or seven years since I was a sophomore in college, 22, 23, somewhere around there. So it's seven, eight years. And like, when I went to one of her classes, that was like the first time I actually felt something you know people sometimes talk about you know you feeling something when you're done with yoga and I didn't even know what it was it was funny because the first class I just like laid out I was just like laid out after class I remember <laughs> and it was just because like I was just soaking up all those feelings which I had never felt which I, de- I didn't know was a thing but say all that to say how did you get introduced to yoga like how did that happen
1: I so want to interview with you right now with what you just said. I so want to know what those feelings were. I can't even fucking stand it.
0: This um, is the, and, and, and maybe before you share, like this is an open forum. It's just a conversation between two buds. So we're just. Dude, we're just dude, what off, did you, know what you feel?
1: What did you feel when you were like,
0: see, the thing is, I didn't know because that's been one of my things is because I've been uh, suppressing a lot of those feelings. So a lot of gratitude. Um, I felt a lot of love that's why I was really interested and we're gonna get into it later about the love offensive brand I want to get get to know about that a little bit but um those were the main two was just gratitude and love like I was just going through all the memories of situations where I might have been like upset or angry or felt some type of way but it was really like somebody trying to love on me the best that they could with what they had uh so that was that was if that answered the question that was what I felt.
1: Totally. And the reason possibly that you felt that, Deshaun, is at the very end. Right. And, and, you know, and it's such a hard class. It's you know, it's so physically demanding that there's almost a you know, you're obviously an athlete, but there's like a when you're worked that hard, it almost has like a boot camp vibe to it where you're working the physical body so much that you have to let go like your defenses have to let down just out of sheer exhaustion and then in that moment at the end we bring our hands in a genuine expression of how we feel and just really with our eyes closed no bullshit no dogma really try to fathom how fucking lucky we are that our bo- that we're in an able body that we're able to move like this that we would make the most of it if we were disabled in any way or even injured but we weren't that day. We were in perfect health and condition and just to be to, just to alone talk to whoever whatever that you give credit to for the fact that the moon breathes the ocean. Just that phenomenon of life that you get to be you, you get to look like you, you get to think like you, you get to have the physicality that you do. What are the chances and what do we do with that gift? And then while we're feeling that, run a slideshow in your mind of all the people and all the pets that make your life worth living. So this on purpose in this exhaustion, crawling, sniper crawling across the finish line, just just think about your everyone that has ever touched your life in a positive way. You're just, you're your gooey center. You're your real self. And then you realize everything is around the, that gooey center just for defense. It's just to protect that gooey center. And and that we all are like that. Our personalities, our defensiveness, our fucking this and that is just to protect the fact that we are just pure love at the, at the core. So you just sent, you just touched that. By moving your body so much and then thinking all these positive wicked positive thoughts. So I, I I absolutely love that the reason the re I mean I love yoga because I love to dance, right? I mean, I was a dancer when I was a little kid and and I just love that movement, right and I love the heat. I love to sweat. But my mom, the biggest the biggest thing with me in the style of yoga that I do is my mom got diagnosed with Parkinson's the day she dropped me off at college and so my whole life from 18 until uh 2020 was watching my very strong amazing mom die basically and the way she didn't suffer the way she wasn't like oh tara why can't you stay home and take care like she just held that and she and she saw her parkinsons as as a mountain to climb she just automatically flipped it in her head because somewhere in her survival skill she knew if she started to feel bad for herself that slippery slope of self-pity would fucking nail her coffin shut but she didn't even know what she was doing it wasn't like she was wise it was like it was a survival skill it's 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 like you can't you can't go there you have to be mm. like, today, I'm going to try to brush my own teeth. And I if I did, that's a fucking win. Like, it's the same set of circumstances and this twist on it. And so I try to teach this relentlessly difficult class because one day we won't be able to move like this. But it's not today. So let's fucking move. And two, don't call hot yoga suffering. Because if you, if my mom didn't call it that, and if you call hot yoga suffering, you're gonna fuck up the calibration of your entire life. And when a disease does hit, or you lose everyone that you love or whatever, and you've called that suffering, then you're done. Then you're like, so I just keep trying to reframe this, the the mind and these thoughts that we choose In this level of power yoga, this level of, like, the heat, the music, me just, like, relentless at you, you know? And for you to be, like, not Deshawn you, but uh, uh, every student, like, just start to bring out the part of you that is to not to be fucked with, right? That Just that part of you that when you really are oppressed, it's, like, not angry, not angry, just, like, fucking boat like like just unfuckable with you know i mean that's not really a word but it kind of is you're starting to get where the love offensive is coming in i'm sure
0: the offensive part <laughs> oh we no nah, it, and it's funny because when you were talking and, and you've mentioned it multiple times in your class but um the the idea that you're suffering is an opinion in itself so when you say we don't need to have an opinion about something it's like that's just something you're just placing a label on. So it's it's nothing. It's just life. It just is what it is, which it it just is like it It just is. Sometimes you just play the card like some. Hey, I just popped out my mom. I just happen to be black. Like you just popped out your mom. You just happen to be short. Like you just popped out your mom and happened to only have one limb. It just is what it is like to call that suffering is placing an opinion on it. Take it for what it is. Take those cards that you were dealt and play the hand. dog.
1: What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? You're here if you're, I mean, I don't know if you were a fan of Twitch. Like, I was a huge fan. Like, dude, you're here for, You maybe you're here for 80 years. Maybe you're here for 20. If you were in the first grade in Newtown, Connecticut, you were here for six fucking years. Like, you're only here for a minute. Mm. You're here for a minute and everything is meaningless. And, and, and everything is meaningless until we put meaning on it. And we have an opinion about it and that's what the mind does so if we know that like well w- if if you put meaning on uh, 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 and you made it a positive thing and it was it like you just said it is what it is but what if you did come out with one limb a- and you were like wait but this is the best thing that's ever happened to me because this limb made me realize this 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 and this like no i I love, like, of course you love being black, but that's a perfect, I was going to say it before you said it, is like, well, look at you. You could absolutely be like, I'm not the majority race. Like, oh, okay. Like, you, okay. But you. you know, like you only have only a handful more years left, dude. Let's go. Let's start making, let's start making this life of kindness, connection and love because really, 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 that's actually all that matters. And that does, I don't mean to be like, oh, namaste, all that matters is love. But think about it. If you're really, if you're on your deathbed, you know, it's not money. You, I mean, that's obvious. That's like cliche. You Like, and it's not. So what was it then? What didn't bring meaning to your life then when you're literally on your last breath? <laughs> it's your relationships. It's your relationships. It's, the, it's literally all that matters. So let's figure out, Whether it's like, whether it's morning journal and vigorous exercise or whatever, like what, what is our recipe to be the best version of ourselves so that we don't fucking shit on each other and and leak our own sadness and fucking bullshit on each other? How do we figure out how to be as close to that gooey center as
0: possible? Yeah. Place, but yeah, I need one of those sound boards to, you know, how they be having a pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yo, <laughs> you spitting bars because it's true. It's uh, OK. So so now let's so we talked about we I, we've identified the problem. We all go there, right? We all go there that we have an opinion about something and then that leads us down. What are some things that we can do to prevent ourselves from going that way? Because it's so easy, because once you go that way, again, it's a slippery slope. You've fallen off that cliff really fast we call that depression, we call that anxiety. So how do we stay away and go the other way?
1: I, I think the number, I think the key, I think the actual key in your hand, the first key is awareness. That that awareness, That not that like, that's why I have you go, wait a second, trip on the fact that the moon breathes the ocean. I mean, if you can even fucking try to conceptualize that, like, okay. All right. So that's nature. So nature must be God. Okay. So we're only here for such and such amount of time. Okay. So wait a second. Let me just take a second and try to fathom how lucky we are. Wow. Wow. I'm just about to cry thinking about how good I got it when I could very easily be like, whoa, I'm not. I I mean, I love the Kardashians. I don't want to be a shithead about that, but like, whoa, I'm not wow, I'm not fucking drop dead gorgeous. Oh, I'm not that flexible. Oh, I'm not that like, and in the same moment, the same me can be like, oh my God, my God, it's so good. So let me notice what that thought makes me feel like. Wow. That makes me feel way better than this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now let me think about, let me just block everything out and, and run a slideshow in my mind of my dog's jumping through the air and leaping over each other in a figure eight with big dog smiles, having the best time. All of a sudden I'm thinking, and I'm like, um, a smile is creeping over my face. That's a thought I chose. Okay, cool. So notice how that makes me feel. Okay. That makes me feel fucking awesome. Thinking about my dogs makes me feel fucking awesome. That's awareness of what my thoughts make me feel like when I sit and lament uh, that I am not rich or married or gorgeous let's just say right that hurts so bad to think that and i and then all of a sudden i'm finding evidence that i'm not rich and gorgeous and and now i'm i'm not creative i'm not funny i'm not anything all i am is bummed out i'm just bummed out but it's but it's the same me that was just thinking about my dogs doing a figure eight over each other So now I'm sad. Now I'm on meds because I've run that thought so much that now I'm crying every time I look in the mirror. Oh, wait a second. I chose that thought. That's awareness. That's just, it just is. So that's why meditation works. That's why people tout meditation so much is because you start to only, you sit there and only think your thoughts and start to notice that the natural fluctuation between I'm so lucky and I'm so ugly just goes back and forth like the fucking wind. No one dead, no one said, no one just came in and was like, by the way, don't forget you're ugly. You know, it's just like, it was just my old habits going back and forth. It's like, well, wait a second. That makes me feel like shit. So wait, okay. So this makes me feel good. So what if I did a journal every morning today? I'm grateful for my friends, my dogs, Deshaun, these plants, the sun, like, and then all of a sudden I'm listing everything that's good. Right. So that's almost like, okay, that's my hand at the shore. So when I'm like, when I go back and notice all the things I'm not, I can be like, yeah, but your legs are fucking working, dude. Don't 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 forget your legs are fucking working and someone else's aren't. And they would do anything to look like you, feel like you and have the mo- amount of money in your bank. You, you know, and it's just like, oh shit, dude. I just chose that thought. Huh, that mm. must be a habit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the awareness piece. That's the awareness piece where we learn it and just keep steering back. Like, no, you don't feel bad for yourself. You don't, you don't, Tara. It's just a habit. It's a habit. It's a societal habit to make me small so that other people feel good around me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, mm-hmm. who are we to shine? Who are you to shine? Like, you know, I mean, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you that soundboard. I need
1: it. <laughs> Where's our club horn?
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> so one of the big things I got from that was like doing things that make you choose those good thoughts. So you know, for me, that's like basketball. One of the things I've learned recently is that I really actually enjoy videography. I enjoy photography. I enjoy. um, and And I bring that up because like you've been able to do the things that you love that bring you life and also travel the world while also inspiring and impacting others to do the same thing and choose those thoughts. So how do you as a person begin to figure out those things that make you feel good and choose those good thoughts. I mean, obviously you have to have an open mind to be open to a hot yoga class with 110 degrees. You got to be open to, Hey, let me actually purchase a camera (laughs) and then actually use the thing. So like, what are some tools, some tricks, some hacks to, you know, allow yourself to choose those good thoughts and do those good things.
1: I, 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 from, from, uh, at 24, 20. So funny, your your time, your 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 first yoga class you said was 27 or 23. You said 23. It was like
0: 23, yeah.
1: 23, okay. So just that mid are you or what are you 31 now or something?
0: 30? Uh
1: 30. So j- those are those mid-20s age. Whenever I see someone in those ages, I'm like, hang on, buddy. You know, <laughs> it's like you just get like like it's like hang on like it's a disaster in there and it just keeps getting better so hang the fuck on right (laughs) but when I was in those years I was just chasing boys that didn't like me And, and and there was one particular time where I chased where where I mean it sounds not literally right but like and I was like fuck this like that is so boring like, so what, so is that what, like, what, is that what we do in life is just like, what am I going to like run around and finally find a guy so that I can like fold his socks one day while he, like, I was just like, fuck this. And I just decided I wanted to see the world and make people feel good. And I didn't know how that was going to look, but I repeated that to everyone I ever talked to Deshaun through all of those years. I want to see the world and make people feel good. I want I see the world and make people feel good. I want to see the world and make people feel good. And the re- that is not a small part of why I do that for a living and why my life has been like that. I maybe and j- j- just because I don't want to I don't want to gloss over what I lost from a life that I've lived. Mm. I overvalued freedom because of watching my mom die my whole life. I thought I ended up believing that a stable relationship with a man that loved me would w- equal me folding his socks one day and, and, and like having his babies while he ran around and fucking pursued all his dreams. And I didn't realize that I could have both. Mm. So I have lost out on motherhood. Right. Mm. I have lost out on a lot of things that, that in this one time through, right. And it chokes me up and I have, but, but it's not fair for me to say like, Oh, I've been in 40 countries and had sex all over the world. And like, because I think I might've been running from love. I think I bet might've been running from actually a real connection so it looks really glamorous, but I think it was a little cowardly actually, because I just didn't understand. I'm not from a happy home. You know, I'm not from an, I'm not, you know what I mean? I like, I'm not from my parents. Like, it just wasn't a happy home.
0: It's an opinion, but continue. You,
1: totally. Story. Totally. It <laughs> is an opinion, right? So... <clears throat> Oh, my God. Fuck. Where, what, where, what, what? So the, the, like I kept repeating my dreams and, and, and saying I wanted to see the world and make people feel good. And I just kept doing that and doing that and doing that and doing that. And, and, and I would make people laugh. And then all of a sudden, all my personal training clients pitched in and bought me a camera. And now I'm riding my bike across Vietnam on a volunteer trip And I'm taking pictures with my brand new digital camera. And I've always been doing camera shit, just like you. I've always loved celebrating other people and making them feel beautiful. And, you know, I'm taking pictures of my friends with fucking braces and bangs in 1991 and being like, you should be a model, you know, and setting up photo shoots with my friends and making everyone feel fucking awesome. And there I was at 29, riding my bike across Vietnam, and I was like, Wait, I should just be a professional photographer. Like I've always done that. I should always do that. So I went back to school and I became a photographer. And and the way I shoot weddings and families and stuff is I just, I just see, I just love celebrating people. I fucking love people so much. And it was a great fit. So then, and then all of a sudden, I had all this money from my photography season, and then I would just travel the world. And then I started to do trial yoga and photography workshops around the world, and I taught people how to photograph people all over the world. And it was just, it's just been so unbelievably fun and adventurous and wonderful. And I absolutely love it. And and um, I, and it's and and I might have missed out. I might've missed out on some real, um, I don't know. I might've missed out on some real love in this life, Deshaun. I might've missed out big time. And I have to almost have the courage instead of being like, no regrets. (laughs) Like I might actually have some real regrets and to, to have the balls to be like, and just keep walking, you know, and just be like, all right, well, what can I do with this studio then? What can I do? How could how could this be my baby and how could I make this place where other people fall in love here and other people meet people and other people work out their problems and other like I just created this. And maybe I wouldn't have been able to create this if I was a mom. Maybe I wouldn't have had the time. Maybe maybe I'm only halfway through life. And and, and it, I might be in a dip right now, now that my parents just died and I'm, and I'm sitting here all alone with no husband and no dog. I mean, no husband and no kids. What if this isn't the end? And it, maybe it doesn't make sense right now, but maybe it will. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll meet someone and they have stepkids and I'm a great stepmom, or maybe I'll have four love offensives and it will help more people than I would have ever been able to help otherwise. I have to have faith but it's not without um the full spectrum of being alive you know there's real regrets man there's real regrets and I don't know if people talk about that that much
0: Mm. Mm. and I think and I think it's a I think it's fair to have the have those regrets Mm. I mean I Maybe maybe not fair. I think maybe what I'm trying to say is like, you're going to, your mind is going to go there and think about that. There's two sides to every coin. So like, and I'm saying it because there's there's multiple people who maybe, the divorce rate right now is 50% um, in America and probably climbing. So there's multiple people who could man i felt cowardly leaving that situation i felt cowardly i mean my dad wasn't in my life and i can only imagine the thoughts that he may have had like mm-hmm. man i'm such a coward not being able to so we we have these thoughts but i think again you framed it perfectly it's like how can i make because this life that i've lived and the things that i've done how can i make this life because that's all you like the past life the half it, I, it is what it is. it It is what it, I mean, again, it is what it is, because because I think about that, too. And like and I think about that as I'm making decisions currently. And again, it's two sides to the coin, the red pill or the blue pill. You don't know where it's going to take you, but fucking just take the pill and see where and see where it goes. And then wherever you end up, you just got to keep thugging it out, man. Just keep going, because <laughs> It's it's it sounds almost and and I, we have a little bit of time to talk about it. Uh, the stoicism philosophy that you that you uh, planted the seed with me, like I've been listening, finished Marcus Aurelius's book. And it's it's very similar to Ecclesiastes in the Bible where he talks about like everything is meaningless because it is like everything, every yes. thought, e- because at the end yes. of the day, like we were made from dirt by God, like the end of the day, like, you know, and we'll go back there. You know what I mean? Like, the world has been, you know, the moon and the and the ocean, that's been there forever. How 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 long is our life? A speck of time? So it's like, again, so talk to me. Um, I, I know I said a, a lot of nothing, but kind of talk to me how you got introduced into, like, that stoic philosophy. Oh, isn't that were fucking
1: you? awesome? Isn't that fucking awesome? But wait a second, I want to say something about when... when, when because you almost, you almost said it. And I want to like pull on it a little bit about your dad and about the divorce rate. This is where I think you were going. And I, and if it wasn't, this is what I want to say. My friend, Aaron, when I was going through, like right after my mom died, the same, my mother died on a Sunday and the Friday before two days before I had a breakup. Right. So it was like, boom, boom. Right. And, and I think, negative thoughts got really caught in my head and I gave myself like a, like a, some kind of nervous breakdown. I don't fucking know what it was, but Aaron was like, dude, it's so easy for you to sit here and be like, I should have been a mom. I shouldn't have run from love. What if, what if you you, sit Tara Morris sitting in a cul-de-sac in a suburb would have wondered what this version would have been like. And how much would I have missed her, this? And would I have resented my own children if my body was loose and my, and, and I was really was folding a sock or and you, you, you don't know me that well, but I can guarantee you, I would be divorced. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't have stuck around. I just know myself. And, and, so I'm painting this red pill when I took the blue pill, like as if I'm someone completely different than I am, like, no, Tara, you chose this over and over and over and over again. I can sit and paint this past day, like I was just chasing men that weren't interested in me when I could probably show you like all the dudes that were like, um, I'm interested in you. I'm interested in you. I would love to hang out with you. And I was like, oh, that's lame. Look at that guy. He's not interested at all. (laughs) You know, and it's like this way we paint, this way we paint to fit in with all our bullshit. That's just like, see, that's evidence that I'm not good enough. That's evidence that I'm not good enough. If he liked me, then I would be happy in a cul-de-sac with three kids. And it's like, that's not really how it goes because what if I was like your dad and every single moment, we don't know. I I mean, you could tell me, but like, he was just like, I wonder if he ever amounted to anything. I wonder if he looks like me. I wonder if he looks like my mom. I wonder if he's tall like me. I wonder if he likes shooting hoops. Dude, that would be f- that's a nightmare to me. Like to just wonder what that is and be so ashamed of your own decisions that you just numb it or I don't know. I don't know, you know. Do you know him at all? Do you have Yeah, yeah, so I know all? so
0: and and that was one of the when I talk about the feelings and and there was even uh the last class I went to, there was a a a, a lady in there. She was talking about how um, Oh, I forgot. It, it It lost me. It lost me. But but anywho, yes, he was in my life. He died about a year ago um, in September. So didn't really like he was in my life a little bit. Um, And then from like, I'd say like eight years old up until like I think I maybe saw him like around the age of 13. We like hung out a little bit. And then once I got to like college and I actually started uh, doing the things I wanted to do, which is. I had a, I mean, I gotta, we don't have, we won't, uh, we'll probably, if you have time, if you have an extra, like 15, 20, um, we can hop on another call after this. It's up cool. to you, whatever your time cool. is like, but, um, but yeah, so I started like playing college basketball. And then that's when he started to like, Hey, like, I want to start coming to your games. Like, you send me a schedule? Like, I'm proud of you. And I actually, and I'm happy I did it. I was like 23 at the time. I was a junior. And I actually let him know. I said, Hey, like, like we got to link up for for breakfast or something because I got some questions to ask and I had to ask him like straight up like, where were you? What happened? I'm a very empathetic person, so I just had to understand his mindset. I put myself in his shoes at the age of you know if I was 23 and I had three kids and I wouldn't I'm working three jobs trying to and I'm just hoping I don't even have the resources to take care of these kids. And then my dad was never in my life was an alcoholic, so I I began to understand. And then at that point, like at that point, on, I just kind of felt a release. Like, you know, I I told him, like, I forgive you. Like, I'm not mad at you. Like, and from then on, but I said, I said, told him, kept it a buck. I don't see you as my dad, though. I see you as a friend and we can maintain this friendship. And we began to like continuously build on it. Um, But it was like around the time when he passed, I began to have those to choose those thoughts as in like. Why did you like, why weren't you, why did you abandon like, is this even worth going back to Cincinnati because like, why am I wasting my time? like there's I'm choosing these thoughts and I'm choosing, um and it, and I don't know, it's been, I mean, it's been a little over a year. and again, I'm still, um there's a song he says, uh, he's talking about learning how to cope and he says, this is my pain, so I cope with it how I cope with it. I'm still learning. Uh, productive coping mechanisms because again, you don't really know the effects of trauma until you know the effects of trauma. <laughs> so, <laughs> on
1: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So so I'm still going through that. But yeah, that's that's like my story with my dad. Um, so yeah.
1: Where did you play basketball?
0: This was at Wright State Lake. So this was um, I was about two and a half hours away from Cincinnati.
1: Amazing. Yeah, good for you. That's um, so cool. Yeah. That's uh, that's so awesome that you had the opportunity to ask him all that and understand him that he was overwhelmed, That you, you know? I mean, it's it, that's just like, that is a gift on a gift on a gift on a gift. And I, and
0: I flipped it on its head. It was like, yeah. would I, and I think about this now as I'm in my thirties, I mean, I've been in a relationship for now two and a half years. Am I gonna make those same decisions? What decisions am I going to make that are differently? So it's a it's a very it 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 it, <laughs> it has me uh thinking between that red and blue pill pretty often, you know, like as in like you don't know you don't know the decisions that you're going to make and where it's going to take you. So it's like so again like I again I could be empathetic, but you know a loss is a loss, grief is grief. We all deal with it different differently. I mean I'm under the impression of you know more of a stoic philosophy, like it is what it is. I've had friends you know, and, uh, and other loved ones who have been a lot closer to me past. So, you I mean, um, and I've, and I've coped with it, you know, so <laughs> just, it is what it is, man. Like, I can't see it as any other way. It's like, I know we come, we go. Mm,
1: I know. Come, I know.
0: And in the meantime.
1: That, well, that, I mean, what a, per- what a perfect, what a perfect segue into stoicism, I was given that book.
0: Hold hold that thought. I'm going to start a new call. That'll be a perfect part two. Perfect, perfect.